Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone, to the Process 319 Unleashed with Dawn Marie. I am excited to be with you here yet again, another week, and we have an awesome guest. Last week, we had Terry Sims, and this week, we have her awesome husband on the line, Jeff Sims. He's going to be talking with us today about men, marriage, money, and yes, ladies, and yes, gentlemen, I am excited, and they're going to talk about their marriage ministry workshops coming up soon. So welcome with us on the line, Jeff Sims. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I am wonderful, Jeff. It's so exciting to have you on today. You know, your wife was on last week, and she just blew it out of the water. So many people were blessed by what she had to say and how she really just encourage women and encourage men on how to be good husbands and good spouses, you know, to their wives. But now we got to talk about the men. And we know we have a lot to talk about when it comes to the men. So we're going to jump right in. And I'm going to ask this all-important question. Because women tend to get married for different reasons than men do. You know, we, we grow up with the fantasy of the Barbie or being the successful woman that has a husband and so on and so forth. But why do men get married? Why do men get married? I think that there is a, just a natural longing always for that, for that special person, for that, um, that other, that other half of you to really complete you. I think men that, um, and you can kind of see it in society, men that really don't have that, that don't have a wife, there's mm-hmm. like a, a roaming. There's a they, they tend to roam, and you can see like a, a dissatisfaction. It seems like something is missing, um, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the wife really completes you. It, it, it's a part of you that is missing for your for your life up until that point, and then when you get it, you feel a sense of completion. I think that a men is men are always looking for for that. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, how do you think society? Because so many things in society seem to drive people. We talk about the media when it comes to marketing, um, how you should look and what you should wear. But and we talk about how the the industry talks about how women should look and what men women should wear. But how do you think the media or the marketing speaks to men and dictates their identity? My goodness, uh, I think that it changes over time. 
Um, you know, what we have in today's society is different than what they had in, you know, society's past. Um, actually, I feel today's uh, marketing and whatnot towards men, it's really, um, well, fashionably, it's, it's, it's taking on a more feminist tone, actually. Um, and then also, I think the men, like you don't have the kind of marketing towards men where you see really strong men. I think the men have been uh, feminized a little bit and more effeminate, emasculated in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so so I see that as far as their character and as far as their, like, fashion, again, I, I see it um, being the same way, really. Right. And how do you think this affects marriage? And here's why I'm asking. When you look at what message, I look at the communication message through the media, through the, through the commercials, through some of the television shows, and it, it, it seems to send a lot of mixed messages to men. You know, open the door, don't mm-hmm. open the door, dress this way, don't dress that way, don't be a man, be a man. How mm-hmm. does that affect marriage when you're counseling couples? Right. Well, if you're going to take your 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 uh, signals and messages from society, it's always going to be up and down, up and down. Because like I said, it changes with styles and trends and, and whatnot. Um we, I believe in traditional, the traditional marriage, a traditional family. I believe in, in chivalry. I believe in courtship. I believe um, the roles of men and women are, have been defined um, in times past, e- even biblically. I, I think that um, men should treat women with respect. Um, you know, I feel, I feel the men is the head of the house. And I feel that man should treat his woman with respect. So opening up the doors and all of that is is how how I look at it. How men should be. Okay. Open the door well, for I, your woman. I, I, go ahead, go ahead, Jeff. I'm sorry. You you were saying open the door for your woman. Open the door for your yeah. Spouse. Opening the doors for your yeah. Opening the doors for her and just being a gentleman. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that, let's you, you spoke about something. So we're going to jump in and we're going to tackle it head on. You said a man is the head of the house. What does that look like in this modern society? And and mm. and is it different for each family? I think it is different for each family. Um, as far as to when you speak of modern society in today's society, mm-hmm. it tends to be different. Again, I have to go back to traditional traditional marriage and what I think traditional roles are. Um, that's what, mm-hmm. what I believe. Now, the, the men being the head of the, the house simply means that he has the responsibility of the house, the main responsibility. And um, I take it back to the wedding because everyone doesn't view, you know, uh, marriage the same way, but 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 all marriages generally have weddings. So when it yeah. in the part of the wedding where the father gives the bride to the husband, it's a very mm-hmm. important um, place in the part of the wedding where the father mm-hmm. gives the bride. So you have been given this responsibility of this woman. 
you have been given her by generally her father. So you have the responsibility. And um, I think the man needs to recognize that and to approach his marriage as you've been given this responsibility. And but how do you do house. that in a modern society where now women have access to more than some men do financially? And they're more astute in certain ways than men in certain uh, positions. So you have a woman as a CEO of a company or running her own business, and maybe her husband doesn't have quite the prestigious position. How do you then juggle that social imbalance in the home? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's not determined by finances or or position uh, in status in society. It's a positional thing in the house. I feel like God has determined it. Regardless if the man is unemployed, it doesn't change his position in the the marriage. He's he's still the head, and he needs and he needs to um, to function that way and to to um, re, re, to you know to act as the head and to speak as the head and to see himself in that position. And she also the woman needs to honor him as the head. It has nothing to do with finances. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely agree with you. I think that what what we get confused on is, and what you said, it looks different in other relationships. It's the fact that you're taking on the responsibility of that family doing well. And it could be you can go out and work, and that man could take it and be killing it at home. And it's walking uh-huh. in that authority and that power that regardless of what my position is in society or on my job, at the end of the day, my responsibility in this house is that we all succeed and we're moving toward success together. Absolutely. Absolutely. How you know, do you, the, what are men lacking in marriage? What do they need from their spouses? When you're, you and your wife are counseling husbands and wives, maybe in a situation like I just described or other situations, what do you think is the number one or number two thing that men are lacking in their marriage? Lacking from the wife, if it's from the wife, I would say generally it's just a, it's just a, a respect and um, an honor. Men really desire and need to be respected. Um, in the scenarios that you were mentioning before, as far as financially, if if the man is not making as much as the woman, or whatnot, um, he may feel that he doesn't have the respect that he may deserve if that's how he's being treated by the woman. It it needs to be um, across the board a mutual respect that men need to have and need to feel. Mm -hmm. And what about maybe just in general? How do, what is something that women take for granted that we just think, well, it's a, he a man, he should know, he's a man, he should he shouldn't do or think this way. What is the one thing that if any man could say that they are the most misunderstood on is what? 
is um, we're not mind readers. <laughs> I think that uh, <laughs> we're not mind readers. I think that it, um, women can take for granted the fact that they think that the man sh- should know what they're thinking, you know, or how they're feeling. And to mm-hmm. a, to a degree, I to a certain degree, I agree with that. I think a man should be in tune with his wife. The Bible says to dwell with them according to knowledge. So there's a certain mm-hmm. knowledge that you should have about your woman, and and that's constant. By the way, you should constantly be learning her. And um, but 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 women are different from men, and we process mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, totally differently. And so there's only so much that we are really going to know and and the, I think women tend to think that we should know more than we actually do know. There's a lot of misconceptions there. And what would you say that men and I know you can't speak for all men, but I know that you and your wife have count have counseled countless number of couples and you run a marriage workshop and we're going to talk more about that later. But what is the other aspect of a man that women completely are oblivious to like we're thinking you shouldn't do that for example I was talking to a spouse and she just thought that when her and her husband got married that he was going to automatically stop doing certain behavior and it was like that wasn't going to happen or maybe men are sensitive and we don't recognize that men are sensitive so what are some things about men that we maybe should pay that we as women should pay attention to so that we can be better wives to our husbands? I think that it's understanding. You know, you really want to seek to understand men and your man in particular, men in general and your man in particular. And, and by that, what I mean is, you know, men have a have a innate sense of the need to accomplish things and and to conquer and to be uh, a sense of adventure that where you know men are like always reaching for something and and wanting more and so a lot of times that that's why men you know dive into their business and they spend so much time trying to achieve in business or education schooling they're always reaching for more reaching for knowledge or reaching to explore adventure in some way or another that will manifest and a lot of times you know women take that as but they're not reaching for me and they can feel a sense of rejection in you know which could be is mis could be misplaced you just mm-hmm. need to understand that that's in a man to 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 reach and to conquer and to learn and to explore and to you know you know, you ha- they have to be able to understand that and to see that in the man and be able to uh, navigate while the man is going through that. That's really good, Jeff. I read that in a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge about 15 years ago. Yes. And he talked about, you know, if when you try and tell your husband, don't ride the motorcycle, don't climb the tree, you are literally cutting them at their manhood at their adventure but on the other Uh side I know a lot of women nowadays I have some friends and we're like can he get off the couch 
I mean, the invention, <laughs> I understand it to a degree, but the invention of video games, I mean, can I blow, can we blow it up, Jeff? I mean, really? Yeah. What about that man who's not striving, who doesn't, who goes <laughs> to work, comes home and finds the TV and there? How can we motivate them or is there something else underlying that may be going on and how should a woman come alongside without nagging to maybe encourage her husband? Yeah. Well, there's, you know, every situation is different. Uh, men, men like to play as well. You know, it's the boy in us that wants to play. Um, but, um, you know, there is a time for playing and there's a, there's a time for working. When I was a child, I, I spoke as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. And I think in this society, this current society, there's a lot of men that haven't put away childish things to the degree that they may need to. You know, I, I think you can see that across society. So there's a lot, a lot of adults, men, that are still in the childish um, phase of their life in different areas. Again, there's nothing wrong with that to a degree, but there has to be balance, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I think that it, there just has to be balance. Oh, I definitely understand. Um, is there, could there be other underlying uh, challenges that maybe they don't feel? Could you maybe tap on those, maybe insecurity or brokenness, because I think we don't yes. think of men as really being broken. So can you touch on that a right. little bit? Yes. And and we we talk about this in our men's fellowship. That's very, very important. Tru- truly, men can be broken. And that can be a sign if, if there's just, you know, playing games or they're really not, they don't have a drive or a striving that normal men have, it could be because they are broken. And and in a sense, they've given up on reaching for and striving for achievement in certain areas. Because, you know, once you, once you experience some, some failure as a man, and maybe you're not going to be an astronaut, or maybe you're not going to, you know, uh, you know, be a doctor or be whatever you may have dreamt of, as a child, and you experience mm-hmm. some failure, you may tend to withdraw. I've seen men tend to withdraw and just settle for what they can, what they can do or what they can accomplish. And it's like broken dreams or a broken heart or broken spirit. So there could be those underlying things, definitely. Yeah. You know, so gentlemen, ladies, if you're out there, if you're listening understand that we're making some generalizations because we're trying to cover a lot of situations and everything is different. So if you have any questions, feel free to go on the Facebook page and drop your question or PM myself, uh, Marie Alexander Borsico. You can give me a PM or you can uh, reach out to Jeff. Jeff, when we talk about money and marriage, I mean, that could be a big one. Not necessarily uh-huh. relating to working or who's bringing it, maybe bringing who's bringing in the money or the legacy of the money. Can you talk a little bit about marriage and money and men and money and how that affects the relationship or even men in general? Uh-huh. 
when it comes to when it comes to money, money is very important. If you, you know the the Bible talks a whole lot about money, and I think that um, men, it comes down to responsibility. You know, they, there's a sayings in the world that m- money doesn't make you; it just magnifies you. It, it makes you display who you really are even more. If you're bad and you have a bunch of money, you're going to see that bad expressed even more. If you're good, Mm -hmm. the same way, you're going to do good things. Um, I think that there needs to be just communication and open communication about money. What are we going to do with it? How should we handle it? And, um, you know, where do we want it to take us? It just Mm -hmm. open dialogue, open dialogue about do we need more? If we get more, what are we going to do with it? You know, and just mm-hmm. planning and proper planning for the future. What about control? And if there's waste? Because I know a lot of women feel if they're at-home moms or maybe they don't make as much as their husbands, and they feel like I have to come to him and ask him for money. Or they say, well, I don't want – and some women will take an allowance, some won't. How should – a couple address those types of issues in their marriage because it could be mm-hmm. a budgeting thing or baby we know we don't want to spend we want to keep ourselves in a budget so you know let me know what you need or here's so much and then some women are like no I don't I just want full reign so how should couples deal with that in their relationship yeah what I when I said about communication when I was talking about communication what I'm talking about is is reaching for agreement through communication. Mm. And it's in everything. It's not just money, but it's in everything. We're always reaching for an agreement. Let's agree. Let's dialogue. Let's let's understand each other's position until we can agree. So I I think that it's ongoing. You know, if one is Mm -hmm. as stubborn and is not going to budge, then that can cause problems, and that's in any area of your marriage. Every area should be an open dialogue. We should be able to discuss and dialogue about any area and even money. So I think that if things are not the way you want them to be concerning that area, then keep the dialogue open. It has to be open. That's good, and I think that that gives men and women an opportunity to say, hey, what's going to work right for our situation, you know, because – what works well for you know Sally and Bob might not work well for Barbara and 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 Bob. You know what I mean? It's, right. It's, it's those things that go on. So the big question: men and sex. You know, we women are like you guys. All you want is sex. That's it. You don't talk <laughs> to me during the day. You don't call me or tweet me. But then you come home and you just want sex. Why is what's up with this thing with men and sex? <laughs> Well, it's sex drive. It's the sex drive that's inside of each and every one of us, not just men, but it's in women also. So there is a drive in us for for sex. (laughs) Absolutely. And and all of these things that I'm talking about. How do people handle it healthy in a marriage? How how to do it in a healthy fashion so that women aren't feeling like, you know what, this is all there is, this is all you want. How can a man make her feel a certain way, and how can women say, okay, I understand this is what my husband needs? How, how can we make it more of a positive thing in marriage versus a dreading thing? 
for some. It it absolutely should be a positive thing. The thing is, if we're talking about households that don't have proper balance, um, you know, things are just out of balance. If there's a, a, a dictatorship type of situation, then it's out of balance and it's out of order. And so we have to bring things in order. First, we need to understand that no one, the, the husband is not better than the wife. The wife is not better than the husband. You are, you are on the same playing field and you are equal. And that needs to be an understanding. And so you deal with things from that place. We're equal. We're equal. Okay. And so we need to, we need to please each other. We need to do this for each other. You have needs and wants. I have needs and wants and desires. And there has to be an understanding that we are working together and we're trying to please each other. If one is only trying to please himself, if we have a selfish situation, whether it's him or her, then it's, it's out of order. Wow, that's good. What about men and women who use the verse of the Bible, well, your body's not your own. It belongs to your spouse. How, is, how do you deal with that level of control? Again, it's out of order, and we we ad- we would address it as such. Um, you know that that goes both ways. It, it goes both ways, mm-hmm. and there has to there has to be understanding. There has to be mutual respect, and you know if if those things are not are not present, there's going to be problems. Wow, wow. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we only have about four minutes left, and I want Jeff to talk about the upcoming marriage workshop and how they can connect. And I also know that he believes in protecting families in their finances. And, Jeff, if you could talk a little bit about your business and your the, what you do, um, I would greatly appreciate that because I think that people need to know, and it's a part of protecting the family as that man um, and making sure that everything works well. So touch on and give people where they can find information on the workshops coming up this weekend and information on how they can begin to prepare a legacy for their family. Yes. And I'll start with that. Um, Yes. I'm a licensed life insurance agent since uh, 2009. And um, so I'm building that. And the Lord, the Lord showed me, you know, as a minister and as a Christian in general, we are in the business of life insurance. We are in the business of saving souls, okay? And so that's life insurance. That's eternal life insurance. And so it's this, I look at my business, my life insurance business in the same way. Um, I'm helping you with life insurance in the natural, and I can help you with life insurance in the supernatural, in the spiritual for your, your eternal soul. Um, so I, I put them together. I put them, they're both mm-hmm. equally, they're both important. Um, but now, why is that important? Why is leaving a legacy important? It's very important because you have family. It all comes down to family. The legacy is for your family. Um, you know, if you don't have, if you don't leave anything for your family, then they are starting from scratch trying to build. Now, when you're able to leave a legacy, like the Bible says, a good man leaves a legacy to his children's children, then you're help, you're helping them get ahead, and they're starting from a better position. You know, some of us started from ground zero, and we have to build our families and right. and whatnot. So it's just giving your family a, a leg up. 
Now, our workshop, we call these marriage enrichment workshops, okay? Marriage enrichment Mm -hmm. workshops. And what that means is we're adding something. Enrichment means to increase the value of something by adding something to it, like your coffee. You add creamer, it it enriches it, right? So we want to add couples and marriages. We want to give them tools to enrich their, their marriage, Okay, so we like to do this at certain times of the year. Right now it's Valentine's, so our Valentine's marriage workshop starts this Friday at New Vision Christian Ministries International in Vista, California. It starts at 6.30. We go from 6.30 to 9 at night. Then we turn around on Saturday morning and meet again at 8.30 with workshops up until 2 o'clock. And then there's a five-hour break. Then we're having a formal dinner and dancing um, at 7.30 in the evening. So we're, we're doing a whole Valentine's theme for this workshop. Wow. I, ladies and gentlemen, I recommend that all of you that can go. What are the, what's the cost to attend, Jeff? It's $75 per couple. And we have a couple of sponsors where, because we don't want money to be an issue. So if there's couples out there that, you know, they would like to attend the workshops, we we work with you. Okay, we we do whatever it takes. <laughs> if you say you want to come, you can come and we'll do whatever, we'll make whatever kind of arrangements we need to make financially for you. Well, that's awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find Jeff Sims on the webpage. We're going to be linking this to the bomb shelter. We'll put all those links out there where you can find and get help. Jeff, thank you so much. For being on the show, I hope every, oh no, it it was mine, it was awesome. I hope you were able to take away something, ladies and gentlemen, to increase your marriages, to enrich your marriages, and even to enrich your life personally. Jeff, thank you so much, and it was great having you on the show. Welcome, thank you, thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.